What's happening, everybody? On today's show, Jordan Rogers from the SEC Network is going to join us to look ahead at the 2022 SEC football season and answer the mighty question, who's the third best team in the SEC behind Bama and Georgia? We'll also go around the conference as Billy Napier addresses the media ahead of Florida's fall camp. Fall quarterback Joe Milton says no to transferring. And Bama shoots up to the top of the recruiting rankings for 2023. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome back to Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. And we start at Florida. As head coach Billy Napier talked with reporters on Tuesday, ahead of the start of fall camp and said the Gators have a lot of roles that need to be figured out as it's going to be a lot of highly competitive battles throughout fall camp. Uh, Expectations for the quarterback, Anthony Richardson. Billy Napier said, look, part of a job for a player like Anthony, or really any player, don't let the noise affect your process. Anthony's focus is on the work, and that is where it should be. Napier went on to say, we want to develop a tough-minded team. We have to build mental toughness throughout training camp. This is the first time for us in Florida, and we have really high expectations. Now, his offensive coordinator, Rob Sale, also talking with the media as they prepare uh, their game plan for their opener against Utah in a couple of weeks. Sale said, uh, talking on his offensive philosophy, said, we want to be able to dictate our style of play. We want to be able to run the ball, play action. We want to be able to create different tempos put pressure on the defense. We want them to play the width of the field and the length of the field. we got to throw it more, we'll throw it more. If we need to run it more, we'll run it more. Expect Florida to be maybe a little bit more balanced under Billy Napier. He likes to run the football. Dan Mullen didn't. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, Florida looks like in a couple weeks in their opener against the Utes. Meanwhile, over at Tennessee, they continue the start of their fall camp and backup quarterback Joe Milton Still pushing Hendon Hooker every day in Knoxville. The two quarterbacks working hand-in-hand. If you missed our interview a few weeks ago with Hendon Hooker, he talked about his relationship with Joe Milton. But Milton met with the media this week and was asked if he considered transferring again after coming in from Michigan a year ago. Milton told the Knoxville News Sentinel, for what? No reason to transfer. I'm having fun. I'm learning something new every day, and I'm enjoying life. Milton has two years of eligibility remaining, so really, if you think about it, this will be Hendon Hooker's last year. He'll go off to the NFL after this year, and Joe Milton can compete for that starting job next season if he hangs around. So we will see uh, what happens with Joe Milton. But he said, I wouldn't say I lost the starting job in life. You face a lot of adversity. You want to kind of find your way through tough things in life. Uh, was some reports that the coaches have been working on him and his accuracy and kind of taking a little zip off the ball if you remember last year, uh, Joe Milton threw a lot of balls, just had too much zip on it, sailing it over guys, put a little bit more touch. Joe Milton can be a really good quarterback down the road for the Vols. 
Meanwhile, Alabama, they just continue to crush it in recruiting. Ty Lockwood flipped from Ohio State to Alabama on Tuesday. He's a big four-star tight end recruit. And that helped push Alabama up to the number one spot in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. Now, keep in mind, these things are in flux and always changing. So, Bama could slide out of that spot at any moment. But Lockwood, he had been committed to Ohio State for about a year. He becomes the 18th commitment for this Alabama class. Just the 11th highest ranked recruit, though, in the class is Lockwood. Alabama has four recruits, uh, four five-star recruits, and just two three-stars. The uh, top classes as of now in 24-7 sports are Alabama, Notre Dame, Georgia, Ohio State, and Texas. And, of course, uh, a lot of things can change. They have a big-time running back in Justice Hayes. There's four-star alignment in Olaus uh, Allenin. And then uh, some other big names in the running back, Richard Young, who just committed recently. The DBs, Caleb Downs, Tony Mitchell, Jaleel Hurley. And, of course, the quarterbacks, uh, Dylan Lonergan and Eli Holstein. So, Tide have some really, really good players in this class. And they're they're just going to keep adding on to it. Quick note over at uh, Kentucky, uh, Bo Allen, their former quarterback, announced he is transferring to Tarleton State. He is enrolled. He will begin practice this week. He was one of ESPN's top 20 quarterbacks in the class of 2020. Just didn't work out at Kentucky, but uh, he's heading to Tarleton State. Meanwhile, Kentucky basketball, they hosted an open practice with an intra-squad scrimmage on Tuesday night. Uh, They also had a telethon to raise money for those affected by the flooding in eastern Kentucky. The team announced Tuesday that they had raised uh, the goal of $1.2 million and were surpassing that so it'll be interesting to see what they ultimately end up with but head coach John Calipari made some announcements throughout the night uh first thing he announced the blue and white game is going to be hosted in eastern Kentucky that's coming from Kentucky Sports Radio so uh gonna go take it on the road to uh put on a show for those folks that have suffered a lot of uh trauma here in recent weeks but another big announcement coming out Tuesday night was uh Kentucky is going to launch a home-and-home series against Gonzaga starting this season. Kentucky will travel to Spokane this season, and Gonzaga will return to Rupp Arena in 2023. This will be the second all-time matchup with Kentucky winning the first one 80-72. Wildcats and Bulldogs, both preseason top five teams, according to CBS. Gonzaga ranking number one and Kentucky number four. And by the way, John Calipari, he's a lunatic with his scheduling. I mean, the t- toughest non-conference slate in the country. They're going to play Michigan State and Gonzaga in November. They're going to play Michigan and UCLA uh, in December, as well as Louisville and Kansas in January. Quite an impressive non-conference slate. Meanwhile, uh, in Alabama hoops, uh, John Rothstein of CBS Sports reporting that Houston will take on Alabama on December 10th at the Fertitta Center in Houston. So it's the return game of the home-and-home series between Alabama and Houston. That was a really good one. Went down to the wire a year ago. Meanwhile, in a uh, quick baseball note, the uh, Vols getting some good news as Tennessee right-hander and veteran reliever Camden Sewell announced he is returning for a fifth and final season on Rocky Top, taking advantage of the COVID eligibility rules, returning for a fifth year. Been a uh, solid four-year reliever for the Vols. He went undrafted in this year's draft. Uh, Through 50 innings, 42 strikeouts last year for the Vols with an ERA of 252. By the way, the Vols will return three of their four weekend starters from last year. Chase Dolander, 
Chase Burns and Drew Beam. So uh, things to get excited about for the Tennessee baseball team heading into next season. That is the latest going on around the conference. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, our conversation with Jordan Rogers of the SEC Network. Need to remind you guys first, betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find uh, reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball. Uh, a lot of odds changing with that with the uh, trade deadline having come and gone just now. But uh, they got everything up there from the Belmont Stakes, uh, UFC preview, uh, future PGS ch- PGA Championship odds, and of course, uh, tons of different college uh, sports stuff up there as well, including, uh, you know, you got Heisman odds, you've got uh, college championship odds, uh, who's going to make the playoff, all that kind of stuff, and of course, over-under win totals throughout the SEC, which is uh, what we've talked about in recent weeks. Head on over to betonline.net, bookmark it in your phone or on your laptop. Make sure it's the first place you go every day when you start your day to look at what they have. They continue to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. Head to BetOnline today. Do so on your mobile device. Learn about all the action happening throughout today and into next season. It is BetOnline, and it is where the game starts. Rolling along here from SEC Media Days and catching up with some folks from the SEC Network and different ESPN personalities and all that. And the one and only Jordan Rogers joins us now from the SEC Network. How was, I'll start here, how was your offseason? I know you were very busy. Nothing happened. No, you know, just after six years of being engaged, finally got married. COVID threw a, a wrench in our plans in 2020, right. but uh, finally got married. They went on a little honeymoon, traveled to Europe for the first time ever. Tell you what. Everyone wants to get in shape for their wedding. And I got in shape for my wedding. I was yeah. like, man, I'm going to get best shape ever, you know, because <laughs> as an athlete, you kind of get that competitive goal again, right? Right. Let me tell you, the pizza, the pasta, and the gelato will break down those walls quicker than anything. I tell you what, it took me five months to feel like I was back in shape, and then it took me about two weeks in Italy <laughs> to realize – where did y'all go in Italy? Because we just we just got back. We went to Rome, okay. Florence, went to the Cinque Terre towns along the coast right. there, Milan, and then uh, uh, JoJo's brother got married up in Lake Como. So we kind of wow. we saw almost everything north, the north part of Italy, I guess. So we did Rome and Florence, and then we went up and, and did Paris and all that. But we did a day trip to Venice and all That's that. Awesome. Venice was awesome. But, okay, Rome was cool with, like, the history and all that, but the food in Florence Unreal. Was unbelievable. I'm a big history guy, so I loved the, the history Old in Rome. Old churches and paintings but and all that. But walking around Florence is unbelievable. I mean, the streets are – you can barely fit a car down the streets. Right. So there's hardly any vehicle traffic. These skinny streets, restaurants, culture, walking around. Everything's, like, in a 10-block radius <laughs> right. right there. I mean, it was just – I ate so much food. Yeah. I came home, I'm like – I'm not going to eat for two weeks. I don't need to. We, like we went to an Italian restaurant last week, and I just made faces the whole time. I'm like this is not the <laughs> what same. What is this? This is not yeah. the same. But you're right. Like every night after dinner was like gelato, gelato. I okay. literally for two weeks. We were out there for two weeks. I had pizza and gelato every <laughs> single day, at least once. Most days it was gelato twice yeah, and pizza yeah. once. But it was just. Boy, I tell you what, I can't say no to carbs. Did you That's do, the, problem. do the museums and all yeah, that? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. It's crazy seeing like, oh, this piece of art, it's like 
900 years old. Crazy. Like, what is this? This guy painted <laughs> this on a piece of wood 700 years ago. I'm like, what? Yeah, I mean, it's, I love that stuff. Uh, I follow you for your twi- your, uh, on Twitter for your football takes. But, man, my timeline was just bombarded with entertainment tonight and extra <laughs> and tabloids and all that stuff. So I appreciate your football takes, but I'm ready to put all the tabloid stuff behind it. Yeah, you know, it, come, it comes with uh, going on a reality <laughs> TV show. You know, it's a different world. I like the football world much better. Yeah, it's like different. You have a, It's like a, a whole different world of fans. Like there are people oh, who yeah. like you for football stuff. Yes. And then there's all these other people like, like you for the reality stuff. 100%. Yeah, the, the funniest thing is when I see – like a, a, a gentleman in his 30s or 40s come up, I, I got to get a picture. I'm like, football fan Wait, or no, my wife. My wife watches it, you know, so it's it's always funny kind of sorting through. What do you know me from? Yeah, that's too funny. What uh, to you is the, the biggest storyline uh, coming into the SEC this season? I really think it's just the competition or really who's number three in the SEC. I think very easily Alabama and Georgia are one and two. And I think there's a, a chasm between the next. But you could literally name eight other teams, and, and I'm going to tell you, you're not wrong. You yeah. have a great argument. I mean, who, who knows what Arkansas is going to be? Arkansas, I think, has the least amount of question marks in the West, but their schedule is brutal. Yeah. They also lost their best receiver, and they lost a bunch on the D-line, so I don't know what's going to happen there. LSU and Brian Kelly, they have a ton of talent. Who's yeah. going to play quarterback? It's Miles Brennan. Come on. We're I know. We're delaying the right. But I will say, but what happens when that offensive line doesn't come together quite like it should? Yeah. Do they need somebody that can make some plays with their legs? So, I mean, just. But what's the, Brian Kelly's specialty? It's a line. 100%. So, we'll see. It's going to take some time, but they hit the portal. I, but you're right. Like, I've interviewed people all week long. Who's the third best team in the SEC? Oh, it's A&M. Oh, it's Arkansas. Oh, it's Kentucky. Oh, it's Tennessee. I mean, it's literally fell in the blind. And no one's wrong. You know what's interesting about A&M is I think they do have a ton of talent. I'm not sold that it's it's Max Johnson's job, right? I think there's still a lot of question marks about Haynes King. We haven't seen enough of a body of work. But my biggest reservation when I look at them, and really for the last three or four years, is they have not had a bona fide number one outside receiver. I'm going to tell you why I'm specifying it like that, because I think Anaya Smith is one of the most Great, dangerous yeah weapons in the SEC love his game but when you're an offensive coordinator and you have to scheme to get a guy the ball which is great I mean in one hand that's awesome you should have a list of 15 plays to get a nice Smith the ball or a chain the ball in some way or the other but at some point a pro style system as Jimbo runs you need a guy on the outside that no matter what can win a matchup like Mike nope. Evans 100 Where, where's the Mike Evans and when you don't have that guy too many times you're caught in the rat the rat wheel of calling plays to scheme, to scheme, to scheme, and when that one player is covered, your options after that are not as good as a play that's just designed to be successful against no matter what the defense throws at you, which is what the pro-style system and Jimbo's offense is built off of. So that's one question mark I have. They have a ton of talent. I mean, again, they could easily upset a Bama. They could easily be the second-best team in the West, but also who knows when, you, when the quarterback position is a question mark and there's a few other question marks as well. Uh, you put on a smile for the camera, but let's be honest. You hate Cole Kublik's guts, right? Absolutely. The guy is just, I mean, for one, he knows nothing about offensive line play. He likes to think he does. I mean, he's the prettiest offensive lineman that there ever was. Right. I mean, offensive linemen are supposed to be boys' boys, right? I mean, just can sit back, crack a beer. I mean, Cole Kublik has more shoes than anybody I know, me included. You, him, Tom Hart, like how much time 
Do y'all spend more time with with amongst you three than your actual like families? Yes, it's our it's our we call it our our, our fall family because it is. I mean, we spend so many hours together, whether it's just Zoom calls on the phone, texting, and then you know three hour, three four days every week when we're traveling. So it's a great crew. I'm blessed to be able to work with them. I, I believe we're tied for the longest tenured crew in college football. Period. Um, all three of us sideline. And the booth have not been together. No one's been together longer. I think Joel Klatt's group maybe is tied with us as well. Okay. So it's a it, it, blessing to be with two guys that are mediocre for so long. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Tom Hart, he does a lot. Well, they make me look good, right? right I mean, they're, right. you know. I mean, what's the word? J- jack of all <laughs> trades, master of none. That's Tom Hart. He just does every – he calls every sport, but, you know, not really great at any of them. He just does a lot. <laughs> We're joking, by the way. Those guys are great. A little bit of sarcasm. Yeah. Um, how often commenting or commentating on a football game – do you get, and maybe this is after the fact on social media, Twitter, or whatever, but how often do you hear claims of bias, having bias towards a certain team? Because <laughs> it feels like the, this is the part funniest, of the profession, Oh, right? it, it so isn't. The best part about after a game is getting on social media and the amount of fans that will say, you can't stand Kentucky, that was so biased, and then the South Carolina fans are, I can't believe how much you love Kentucky. All you were talking about is Kentucky. It's like, you know what? And that's, that's where you know you did a good job, That's right? what's amazing about sports is you, you see it through your own lens. Yeah. And that's why everybody has a different experience. Everybody loves it for a different reason. Um, but what I love is you know, I can never be right. And I'm not trying to be right. You know what I mean? As, as, a, as an announcer, every time I watch a football game, I'm saying what, what that guy said was wrong. You know, it is what it is. But I just hope to provide a little bit of insight, a little bit of knowledge, or at times just explain the why. Yeah. I know I'm not always right, right, but if I know why a play worked or how a play worked, and I can show you that on a replay, like that's just that's the job I want to do. But you can never make everybody happy. And the referees try to do a good job, but then it's like, why aren't you calling that out? That ref is being biased. He totally. hates Auburn. He hates so, Arkansas. One hundred percent. But yeah. that, that's why we love sports because I mean, every aspect of it can fire you up, and every aspect of it can just make you full of joy so he is the great jordan rogers catch him in the booth again this year and uh doing radio shows and doing everything else that you do as part of the sec network coverage jordan thanks for the time I yeah really appreciate, appreciate it. it that's gonna do it for this edition of locked on sec give my thanks to jordan rogers for joining us and appreciate you guys for making us your first listen every day now you can make your second listen check out some of our other great podcasts all along the Locked On Podcast Network. You can check out even some of our other conference shows. We've got Locked On Big 12, Locked On ACC, Locked On Pac-12, and Locked On Big 10. All the stuff that you need to know for the uh, upcoming season. Check it around at all the other conferences and seeing what those other schools are and conferences have going on. None of them have going what we have in the SEC, of course. Thank you guys again for listening to Locked on SEC. We're back to five days a week, so make sure you're subscribing and checking out our, our video versions on YouTube. And, of course, keep downloading and listening to our uh, podcast version wherever you find your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. We are everywhere. I'm Chris Gordy. Talk to you guys tomorrow with some more very special guests coming your way. We're going to talk some recruiting this week with uh, our guy John Garcia. We'll also, next week, we're going to talk with John Talty on his new book on Nick Saban. So tons of different stuff coming your way right here on Locked on SEC. We appreciate you guys for joining us. Talk to you very soon.